everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio, or watching on YouTube, and uh, today we are rejoined by William Albert. Will, how's it going? Good, how are you? Doing alright, you got a Christmas tree behind you. I know, I love it. Aw, yeah. <laughs> Jill and I are excited. Um, <laughs> uh, I was saying to Will, and I don't know why I'm going to share now, but uh, it was funny for me, when I was editing our last uh, part, part one, uh, I found whenever I type when I typed William, I was good. It was William Albert. But as soon as I started typing Will, it automatically became Arnett. I had to edit it like three <laughs> times. And I'm just like, oh man, don't publish it with Will Arnett. Don't publish. I think we even joked about that. We might have. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Uh, so today we are uh, kind of finishing our last round because normally there's a couple other questions yeah but due to time constraints we just didn't get to them so uh thank you for coming back uh before we do dinner yeah uh, oh shoot i can't remember how long the chicken's been in let's say you got here what like 10 minutes ago yeah all right so it's been in about 10 minutes all right it'll <laughs> be fine um so because we're professionals and ready <laughs> uh Oh my gosh, I had it ready, open, and it's gone. Um, <laughs> wow, yeah, seriously, wow. Uh, so, Will, my good man, uh, last time where we ended off, we were talking about some of the differences uh, in the church culture between Canada and the U.S. Yeah. Um, what do you feel is a difficulty faced by the church today? Um... I think I've, I've I've thought a lot about this, and I've also talked um, a lot about this with people that I know. Um, and I mean, my frame of reference is going to be tailored more towards a, a Western perspective, yeah. as versus um, different parts of the world. Um, but to answer your question more directly, probably some things that I find difficult in the West, especially with the church, um, is just kind of how we have so much in our culture that praises like autonomy consumerism yeah um self-sufficiency um (laughs) kind of this business model of like success and um yeah just becoming successful and wealthy um and and while those may be good things those you know, aren't inherently bad things in and of themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's more so the desire behind those things. Um, and and it more so becomes a problem when you look at what Christ calls us to. And, um, you know, a lot of those principles are actually counter what Christ preaches as far as, yeah. you know. like We, we love, wouldn't find Jesus on the cover of Fortune 500. Right. <laughs> and and also just, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of... of of things that Jesus kind of teaches against that our culture praises. And so they're kind of in constant tension. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, you know, the the greatest commandment is love your God um, and then love your neighbor as yourself. Um, But I mean, we, we live in such an autonomous culture where like, I can't think of too many neighbors that get together on a regular basis (laughs) You know, like yeah. in, in our modern world, it's kind oh, of yeah. it's kind of closed doors after you get home from work, and you know you kind of stay indoors. You may say a hi and bye as you pass by, but you yeah. wouldn't get together and gather and sit down. And um, so, just kind of this individualistic yeah. um, lifestyle. It's it's so I, I think um, breaking the mold with that and breaking the um, the, the I guess 
what culture praises as kind of um, success or what what culture values kind of redefining that with a biblical worldview mm. and a biblical framework mm. um, I think that's 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 a challenge for us um, in the West for sure mm. yeah and I found it interesting as you're talking about the the neighbor thing because like the blessing and you could debate curse of the internet and the advancement of some phones where phones aren't phones anymore they're like mini computers right i do miss having just a phone right um although then i wouldn't be able to watch netflix on the way to the power rangers on the way to work so (laughs) um but yeah you're right where your next door neighbors you you say hi and bye to where neighbor is now your friend who you chat with online or your old friends from Toronto or the States or whatever. Yeah. And that's who you treat na- the most neighborly, but they're right. not in your immediate area. And that's, that's something. Yeah. It's interesting how, um, technology has bridged the gap. So we're able to communicate with people mm-hmm. in various different parts of the world, which is actually an amazing thing. Yeah. But then it also removes that human connection, that face-to-face connection. Yeah. Which maybe, I think, is a little bit more at what Christ is getting at when, you know, he speaks into some of these issues. It's it's more in a context of entering people's homes, entering people's lives, being a part of their everyday life as opposed to maybe just... You know, talking to them behind a computer. Yeah. As good as 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 many benefits as that provides, I yeah. think there is still a disconnect there. Well, um, it's almost like when the church, uh, like, spread like, take care of my people, spread the word amongst the nations. Where it's all this money to missions, to missions, and missions are great. But then, what about the immediate neighborhood? Mm-hmm. Like, thankfully, it's I'm noticing more and more, and St. Clair's does a great job of that whereas mm-hmm. it's a both and it's yeah. not either or but at other times it's churches have made it an either or where it's like well the word mission so we're going we're going it's like yeah but y'all know you got a lot of homeless people in this neighborhood right like mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I agree i think it's a i think it's a both and i think it's understanding that missions can happen essentially anywhere right like when we look at the um the great commission that jesus says Mm -hmm. he says go and make disciples of all nations to the end of the earth to judea samaria right so Mm -hmm. to all the different places that would have been far but um when you look at the original language the verb make disciples is actually the command so jesus calls us to make disciples first which is the priority and i'm not saying that to discredit traveling overseas or missions because i see that as a very important part of the great commission but the emphasis that i notice in the Mm -hmm. greek is making disciples and that should be our priority so if you feel the sense that you need to make disciples overseas then that's what you should do but also if you feel that you need to make disciples right in your local Mm -hmm. neighborhood neighborhood you need to do that also i think there's it's like you said it's a both and it's it's um making sure the gospel is proclaimed throughout the whole world. Mm-hmm. Not just near, not just far, but near and far. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, as you said, near <laughs> and far, I'm like, and wherever you are, my heart will go on. Because <laughs> that song's awesome. Yes. Uh, oh, all the sidetracks, sir. Um, <laughs> so uh, my next question for you, my good man, is uh, what has been your biggest struggle as a person in church ministry? 
Hmm. <laughs> Where do I begin? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I think... Hey, you didn't answer on Flawless, otherwise I would be like, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, one of the things that I'm personally wrestling with now is, um, and this is something we've been talking um, about um, in a group that we've, we've mm. uh, well, that I've been attending at St. Clair called Huddles, um, where they're kind of a little bit more intentional discipleship um, training. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's it's funny because whenever you step into ministry and into roles of uh, roles that require you to take on more responsibility, you can feel your insecurities being challenged <laughs> or things that you or areas yep. where you feel unconfident. Um, and so I think in that sense, that can be a major challenge because it can be easy to shy away from those things, yeah. especially when. Um, you know, you're trying to grow and you're trying to step into who you're meant to be, who you're called to be, yeah. where you feel like God has gifted you and growing in those giftings. Um, I feel like that can be very uncomfortable if you're not <laughs> really secure in, in, in your identity, right? Because yeah. a lot of that I feel like is tied to your identity, your self-worth, your value. So if you feel like you're not doing a good job, you feel like you, you, you're a bad person yeah. or you're a bad oh, Christian yeah. or you're a bad, and it can become very much like, you know, self-loathing, self-deprecating, like, you, and, and it's, it's easy to kind of get on that mindset. So kind of just reminding yourself that the Lord does the work through you yeah. and you are the vessel and you still prepare and you still oh, absolutely. try your very hardest, but it also takes the pressure off knowing that God does the work for you. And it's not up to you to be perfect in order for his gospel to be proclaimed and yeah. the good news to be spread. Because if it was about being perfect, then none of us, none of us, would, none of us, yeah, yeah, none of us would have a chance. Right. So, well, and then with that, it also, at, when you're, you're getting defensive and it's all tied into that, it starts to become about the show, right? Right. Exactly. Like, so it's not about your walk suffers because you're like, I got to put on this suits or whatever of like i look like i have everything together and that i have all the answers yeah all yeah that where this i think matt and i talked about this when he was on uh last year where it's almost like the superstar pastor yeah almost where it's like well they're perfect and x y and z yet like yes you're in ministry you're called to a higher standard but that doesn't mean absolute perfection because you're not hitting that. None of us are going to hit that. Yeah. So I, I, I hope that can be something that changes where it's like we can be more vulnerable. Absolutely. With each other, especially pastors. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. And I think also ultimately it comes down to our, this is something I've thought a lot about, but our definition of success, right? Yeah. Like is success for us, gaining a massive church so that we can become the leader of this thing that we can then turn and say, look at what I've done. Look at what I've built. I've yeah. got over a thousand people coming to my church on Sunday and you know, like just, yeah. It, is it about that or is it about, you know, the condition of your heart serving with the gifts that God has given you mm -hmm. um, and not focusing solely on numbers and um you know yeah how many people attend because yeah. i think identity can also be very easily tied to how we view success um and this and this just comes full circle back to the business 
economy yeah. model that we've kind of adopted in the church as far yeah. as like you know okay well if we're not growing then something must be wrong like we're, we, we must be yeah. doing something wrong um and and while growth is a good thing absolutely I, I don't necessarily know if that definition is all-encompassing because there can be a point where your church will stop growing your congregation will stop growing it may have reached its capacity yeah or what it can handle and then if you have that framework or that lens of always looking at it from a numbers perspective you're going to beat yourself up over the fact that it's not growing it's not advancing it's not um and you know when it's also just about numbers like i think between the both of us we could name a bunch of churches from a number of denominations with questionable teachings right that have incredibly high numbers and that's like that's bad Mm -hmm. but then if it's from a numbers perspective it's like well they're doing something right let's copy that or no Mm. no (laughs) yeah 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 the business model it's weird yeah (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's also interesting too thinking about um just all of this discussion is very relevant to what i've been thinking about a lot um lately but um comparison to even Mm. like being able to look at somebody else's congregation and be like man they've got x y and z so we're just (laughs) going to take that yeah copy and paste it and hope that it works for us um and i think (laughs) while i understand why someone wanted to do that yeah i think the problem with doing that is not understanding fully why they did it so just copying and pasting it isn't necessarily going to give you the same results yeah you know on paper it may look the same but yeah. you may not understand why they're doing it and i think it's important especially to a denomination or to a congregation to explain to them um the importance of why things are done and the reasoning behind why things are done yeah because i think then people get a broader sense of not only who you are but who you like what you stand for and what mm-hmm. the church stands for why mm-hmm. things are done and what that has to do with christ and how he has affected our lives yeah um a very simple example would be explaining communion and why do we take yeah, communion yeah that's a, a very simple example of you know just letting people know what it represents mm-hmm. and why it's significant and and why we participate with yeah. communion on a sunday yeah why it's a sacrament and why we why we view it as important I think explaining explaining those things often helps um, make things less confusing and also enriches people's understanding of Christ. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I like that you said the don't copy and paste thing. And the reason I was chuckling was I immediately thought of a, uh, a clip on YouTube, which if I can find it, I'll attach to this, uh, where Matt Chandler was speaking to someone. He's like, Driscoll burst on the scene and he was like, well, if you're doing this, you're an idiot. If you're doing this, you're an idiot. And so he's like, suddenly I'm seeing every, hearing everybody get called an idiot. But it made sense for Mark because of how he, how he was preaching, who he was and how he was gifted. Right. But it doesn't make sense for, say, you, who I've, I've known you for a short while, but I've never heard you call anybody an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and if you were suddenly like, you're a moron, and here's five reasons why. It'd be like, 
This doesn't seem in character for Will. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, so... Yeah, I think a lot of it, like you're saying, is being true to who you are. Yeah, um, or who God's made you to be exactly letting him use exactly. that. Exactly. That's a yeah. good way to... I, I should preface that with who God has made you to be and the giftings that he has placed in you and not trying to... Even though you may look up to somebody yeah. and admire someone, you yeah. may not want to... Um, take on the same the same style of leadership that they do because that might not be true to the giftings that you have been gifted with and it it works for their congregation but it might not be what your congregation needs sure like to go again with the driscoll example just why not like him his church had a lot of younger people so doing those q a's where it was let's address sex matters frankly Mm -hmm. that made sense for that Mm-hmm. I grew up in Calvary, which and now it has a more young adult population, but it had more older population. And while I never preached on a Sunday morning, if I were to just be like, "All right, we're going to talk about sex mm-hmm. and do that," that would not fit for that congregation. For sure, that it wouldn't be appropriate. It wouldn't work. And I don't think God would be like, "Yeah, Chris, you got this." <laughs> it might be more of a "You're trying to force this in" kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, so, the next two... Two? Yeah, two questions. Um, what are some of the ways you see the Lord at work in Canada? And even the U.S. We've talked about a lot, and it's important to, about areas of struggle, areas of where we could grow. But mm-hmm. where's somewhere we see it working? Because it's very easy to just get focused on negative. Not that that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say the ways that I've seen God at work in Canada specifically, um, and even maybe compared to the U.S., a little bit different. I feel like Canada as a nation, um, because it's so multicultural and mm-hmm. diverse has a very good um missions and outreach perspective um i've i've always felt like that um and that's one thing i feel like canada just does absolutely um phenomenally like awesome. they they i feel like um and and this could be tied to just the way the nation is formed, but because so many various people come from various different backgrounds, yeah, um, I think inevitably they have a heart to go back and to spread the good news back to where um, maybe they would have originated from, or maybe um, you know they've had um, friends and family members or pastors come through mm-hmm. um, their home hometown or home country. Um, and so outreach and missions, as far as I'm concerned, I, I, I feel like the church has done in Canada amazing at awesome. um, trying to spread the gospel to the ends of the earth, spread the gospel um, to various different nations and funding and supporting um, full-time missionaries to go and to spread the good news mm-hmm. and to proclaim the good news. Because, um, I mean, I just think about the nation in general. Like, we're so fortunate to yeah. live in a free land. And, I mean, just the country that we live in is 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 so peaceful. It's safe. It's, um, 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making broad stroke statements, like yeah. generalizations, but yeah. in general, it's a very safe country. It's a very um, peaceful country. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, um, I think that's definitely one of the ways that I've seen awesome. um, God at work, especially in Canada, um, is, is through missions. Awesome, man. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, uh, are there any particular resources, uh, pastors, authors, uh, musicians, anyone <laughs> that, that you learn from that you'd like to share? Yeah. Um, like I was, I was saying, um, reading is something that has, um, always been a struggle for me. I've always been like an active person. So sitting down and actually reading has been tough, but it's something that I've been growing into. Um, some of the resources and some of the pastors that I like. Um, I love Francis Chan. Ah, oh, yes, Fran yeah. Chan, the man. Yeah, I love Fran. your high five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Francis Chan. Um, David Platt, he's great. Z Platt. Um, yeah, I just, um, like C.S. Lewis is, is an incredible author. Um, I've noticed that Clive's is a staple. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, C.S. Lewis, um, A.W. Tozer, um, A-dubs. <laughs> yeah, just a, a, a lot of different various resources. And one thing, one of the things that I've been doing lately is listening to a lot of podcasts um, and listening to nice. um, a lot of different sermons online because I find it's easier for me to just sit and listen and yeah. not have to actually take the time to read it through. Yeah. I can just sit and listen and kind of hear what has to be said and it's easier for me to process yeah. because as they're speaking and talking I'm able to go oh yeah that's that's interesting and then I can pause it and I can mm-hmm. reflect on it or write something down if something strikes me mm-hmm. so yeah I've really been finding like audiobooks nice. podcasts um <laughs> sorry <laughs> shameless plug shameless plug <laughs> yeah <laughs> have been just super helpful so yeah those are the those are the resources that I've been using. Awesome, man. Um, and then obviously I use um, logos. Yeah. So yeah. I I use like commentaries, especially when I'm um, preparing for a sermon. We'll use like commentaries or look at the original languages mm-hmm. and um, try to try to gain some some awesome. insight that way. Awesome, man. Yeah. All right. So final question, and it is inspired by the Christmas tree right behind you. Uh, and this was not planned, so I'm putting you on the spot. Uh, what is or are some of, we'll say some of, because it's hard to narrow it down to one. Okay. But what are some of your favorite Christmas movies or Christmas specials? Okay. <laughs> oh, this is tough. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing you, you you clarified and said one of. Because yeah, I think yeah, there's, no. there's a little too, bit too many to uh, to choose just one. Yeah. I think... Nostalgia-wise, probably Home Alone. Um, oh man, I love Home Alone one, but I, Home Alone two is so much better. <laughs> I think you. there's there's <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I think there's three of them, isn't there? Oh, there's been like five. Oh, like has it? Three, three. The third got released in theaters. Okay. Uh, and it was about a completely unrelated family. Okay. And then there was four, which was made for TV. And it was supposed to be the McAllisters again, okay. but it wasn't Macaulay Culkin because at that point he was like probably 15 okay um and then you've got a home invasion story and it's not cute or funny anymore oh okay. so it was a little kid supposed to be kevin uh a different dad none of the original cast came back dad had a new wife and it was legit a new character and then it was marv and not harry and it was marv played by french stewart and it was a mess 
And then there was a fifth one that just came out like two, three years ago um, hmm. that I have no idea what it's about. I just saw a spot on YouTube. I'm like, wow, they're, they're still trying. Huh. All right. Yeah, I think so. Home Alone's got to be up there. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, we watched one with, um, oh, what is it called? I think it's called Jingle All the Way. Oh, yes. With uh, Schwarzenegger. Our, oh, oh, man, yes. That one is so funny. Oh, I think that's. It's turbo that's, time. Yeah, oh, I think that one's that one's hilarious. That one's up there. So good. Um, I think National Lampoon's Family Christmas yeah. is a classic. Yeah. Um, and I, I think probably one of the newer classics, but Elf. Yeah, I, I think that one I really, gets a lot of love. Yeah, I, I think I like Elf with uh, Will Ferrell. That was a, that was a really good, good Christmas movie. I did not that I think it's bad or anything. It's just I saw. I guess I saw it too late or something. Yeah, I'm just like I don't love it like all y'all love it. But right on, cool. I think it's one of those. It, I'm, I may be making a just a random statement, but Elf is like those pol- one of those polarizing ones. Either you love it or you don't really love it. Like, yeah. it's just kind of like there's no in between. I haven't encountered anybody who just like hates it though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Either it's not for you or it's for you. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Awesome. All right. Well, well, thank you for joining us again. Thanks for having me. No problem. We'll get you back a third time, but then we'll have a whole new set of questions. Cool. Uh, if you, yeah, yeah, we'll get you back. And then, uh, dear listener, I uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to and watching today's episode of uh, One Cross Radio. And uh, yeah, I gotta go let Luna. And you've been hearing her scratch at the door for like the past five minutes, so she's getting a bit antsy. Um, well, final thoughts. Just put you on the spot again. Uh, <laughs> no, it was just great, great, great to, uh, great to take the time to do this. And awesome. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Sweet. All yeah. right, that that's a good final thought. I'm happy to hear that. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us, and dear listener, hope you enjoyed, and of course, dear viewer, uh, hope you enjoyed us making random faces and laughing and the <laughs> the backdrop um, of my home. Word word. On that note, hope you all have a great day and God bless. Take care.